Hey, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I am your host, Greg Fowler, uh, traveling around the marketplace, uh, essentially interviewing the top real estate professionals uh, in our field from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, really understanding what motivates them, what drives them, uh, what has taken their careers to the highest of highs. Um, to really what I like to consider making them a real estate titan. So our very special guest today and real estate titan is Aaron Moore. Aaron, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, man. I'm excited. Um, So we're just going to kind of do what we normally do, just go right through the questions, let everybody out there who's watching, real estate professionals or just regular consumers, um, understanding who you are. So uh, I guess the first question is, tell everybody a little bit about you. Who is Aaron? Okay. I've been in Colorado Springs for about 25 years now. Um, my background is pretty varied. I actually laugh at myself sometimes when I look back. Um, my undergrad was actually uh, pre-med of all things. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had a, my first business was a jewelry company, uh, importing jewels, uh, jewelry from Asia. Um, most of my background is actually in the construction world. Um, Most recently before real estate um, as a structural inspector, which is actually kind of what got me into real estate, being an inspector, because I was uh, working with a lot of investors, a lot of real estate agents. I actually taught CE classes for realtors uh, and home inspectors on structural stuff. Um, Got into real estate investing as a result of that. Um, And that kind of snowballed into people were always asking me about real estate stuff, wanting help, wanting you know, me to give them advice on what to do. Um, and Mike um, here at Kenyon Company has been my closest friend since middle school. Wow. Um, we've done business together in some form uh, ever since, digging ditches, mowing lawns, you name it. Okay. Um, and he uh, he was pestering me to get my license. So about <laughs> five years ago, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got here. Fantastic. And shout out to Mike, uh, awesome guy, so I can do yeah. that for that uh, as well. So He's a better looking version of that. Oh, come on. Yeah. Get out of here. He doesn't have the beard. He doesn't have the beard. Uh, that, Ladies and gentlemen, point, come yeah. on. Uh, so going into uh, a little bit about your background, I think sure. that um, that's a, a beautiful progression in your knowledge and your basis through yeah. education and construction and really understanding how things are put together. So that's yeah. a big... Um, you know, differentiator for you as opposed to a lot of the real estate professionals. And again, that's what this show is all about is to really let everybody out there know that not everybody's created equal as real estate professionals and what really separates the Titans from everybody else. So that's a really cool thing as well. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Into that. So uh, along those lines, Aaron, I mean, what a part of this business is your why? I mean, what's your Mm -hmm. driving force? What gets you out of bed every morning to do what you do, the levels that you do it at? Yeah. Uh, at a very base level, so there's there's a couple of things. The 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 biggest one is I grew up um, a preacher's kid. Actually, okay. um, as a kid, I grew up overseas. Uh, my parents uh, took us to Africa when I was about seven. Okay. Um, living there, uh, my dad actually died when I was eleven. Wow. Um, but after we came back to the states, um, you know, my mom was a single mom after that. My dad, being a preacher, um, was never big on money. Um, so we grew up very poor, okay. and and experiencing that, um, it really shaped kind of um, you know how I wanted to live as an adult. Um, sure. One that I didn't like that 
I wanted to sure. make sure, you know, as an adult that I care for my kids a little bit differently. Right. But more importantly than that, the the way that people took care of me and my sister and my mom after my dad died mm-hmm. um, was a huge impact on me. Um, there were a lot of people that stepped in, bought us groceries. Um, there was, I remember when we were in high school, um, my mom could not afford to buy my sister a prom dress when we went to prom. And one of the families at church actually um, took her shopping and bought her a prom dress. Wow. And I know that seems like a small thing, but it's, it's little examples of the impact that people who are aware can have on those around them. And the reality is that if you don't have some measure of success, you really can't have that same kind of impact in caring for people. So that's something that's really, really important to me. It's something that we instill in our kids, um, always looking for ways to impact people, make their lives better. Um, so that's honestly, at the end of the day, what keeps me going. Okay. And, and I, I love that personally. I know a lot of people out there who are watching this are going to resonate with that very drastically because um, it's not about you. It's about giving back. And, and I think that that's a, a, a big message that I find uh, is missed in a lot of instances and in a lot of businesses. Um, that's something about you and your firm that I've always been a, a huge believer in is that there's so many successful individuals out there, but taking the time and the money and the effort to give back to the community, gosh, you guys are amazing yeah. at it. So, you know, you. hands down when it comes down to that. So that was a great why and, and motivator mm-hmm. into that. So um, here's another kind of precursor into that that furthers along, um, you know, with what you've spoken in, as far as going forward. If you could spit, pick a specific... I don't know, a time frame or a certain system or something that you did different that really took your business from here to here. Um, giving advice to everybody that's out there who may be watching, um, you know, what would that be? What is that? Sure. Um, short answer is I got really good at jokes. Okay. So okay. Um, what is Forrest Gump's main password? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's one forest one. Okay. <laughs> going into that. So that makes it easy, <laughs> no. right? Okay. I, thought you were going, I, I thought you were going into like a life no. is a box of chocolate sort of thing. No, no I didn't know. No, okay. that was a total distraction. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so the, the biggest impact um, uh, on me both personally and in business, because actually they go hand in hand, is um, goal setting. That's, okay. that's something that... Uh, has really made a big difference to me. Um, A lot of people have probably heard um, the specific studies of the difference between people that set goals, um, people that actually write those goals down, people that actually track those goals, um, and the differences in what they're able to accomplish when they do that. Hmm. Um, uh, There was a study done uh, at a business school that tracked graduate students post-graduation to see um, kind of what they did with their lives. Okay. Long story short, they they looked at people that didn't set goals at all, those who set goals but didn't write them down, those who wrote them down, and those who wrote them down and then tracked them on a daily and weekly basis. Okay. Um, The people that tracked them on a daily, weekly basis were about 3% of the people that they studied, and those people um, at that point had roughly 20 times the income as anybody else that they looked at. Wow. So it's a simple thing. Sure. But... But that did really impact me to say, you know what, I'm naturally extraordinarily hardworking. Okay. You know, I'm, I've always been able to just grind away and get stuff done. Sure. But I'm not naturally really good at kind of laying things out 
and going the stepwise process. I, I okay. tend to just kind of, you know, go with this and then go with that. <laughs> Knock it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I learned to do that, it made a huge difference. I actually okay. have, it's kind of old school, but I have a couple of whiteboards okay. in my office at home. Listen up, everybody. Take notes. <laughs> here, here are the secrets yeah, from Aaron. Right. Um, I actually have a couple of whiteboards at home, and every single year, um, my wife and I um, get together, Mike and I get together, and okay. we set out goals and plans for the next year wow. for what we want to do. So, again, my business and my personal life are entwined, as sure. everybody's is. Right. So, in business, it's certain you know sales numbers, you know transaction numbers, things that I want to accomplish, but then it dovetails into with the family, hmm. what's important this year for our family to make sure that we accomplish. So, whether... It's, you know, back to that giving thing. Mm -hmm. If it's this year, we always have a giving goal. Sure. That this is what we want to give this year. This is, you know, the number of people we want to help. Wow. You know, a new organization or whatever. But if we don't write them down, we're not going to hit them. So sure. on my whiteboard, I have up there, you know, number of transactions I'm going to do this year. Okay. Sales volume I'm going to do this year. Um, I actually have these cheesy little thermometers that I color in. Oh, it's really exciting. Hey, no way, <laughs> yeah. man. So as they go up, I get to see the thermometers, and every now and then, you know, towards the end of the year, I'll literally, like, if I break through, I'll make, like, the little spouts, like, it dope at the top. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, nailed it. Yeah. It's visual. But, it's a visual yeah. thing. But the reason why I do that is, is I have also found for me that uh, when it comes to goal setting and getting things done, that if I don't have accountability then it's not as effective either. Right. Once I put them up for the whole world to see, which is why it's literally on a four-foot-wide whiteboard in my office, mm -hmm. I want everybody that comes over to say, hey, you know, you're kind of falling short here. What's going on with that? Sure. Or, you know, on the flip side, hey, looks like, you know, things are going well. But if that's public, mm -hmm. then I'm going to feel pretty silly if I don't get done what I need to. So I look at that monthly weekly, daily, Love it. and that's how I make sure that I keep track of it. So yeah, goal setting. That's, a, that's a big one, and, and what it comes down to, and I, I love that you've analyzed that study uh, portion to see what separates people, um, and it reminds me of kind of uh, Napoleon uh, Think and Grow Rich, or uh, Napoleon Hill Think and mm -hmm. Grow Rich, or you can look at, um, there's a, a book, uh, shoot, I forget the author, but it's um, called Talent is Overrated, mm -hmm. and it talks about so many different individuals um, where it is practice and it's, uh, you know, purposefully doing that action over and over and yeah. over again, it gets you from point A to point B and not just, you know, you're blessed or you're just, you know, you have that uh, affiliation yeah. with it. So I think that that's really good. Talking about your work velocity, mm -hmm. you know, that was a big thing too because being driven and motivated but then finding that time blocking of those systems that work for you, I think that is crucially key. And yeah. you found it for you. Everybody out there is different, right? Yeah. So some people it's sticky notes or whiteboards or some people it's completely digital or it's accountability partners. The smart people are totally digital. Yes, yes. <laughs> like you. No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I think in that, in that level of titans, everybody has a different form but you get to that same result. So find it and then just take action and be consistent with it. I think that's yeah. awesome, man. So uh, great advice there hopefully everybody got those uh, those key pieces for sure so here's something a little on the heavier side okay uh, because when things are good you know a lot of times it's easy for everybody to just kind of go through but when challenges hit our way and it's not so good that's what I find separates the the, the top of the top professionals and mm -hmm. individuals from everybody else so it, Aaron if you could pick a challenge that you dealt with in your life um, that you overcame that made you a stronger and a better man what might that be to sure. share with everybody um, 
so there's two big things that come to mind for me. Um, both of them largely personal, but okay. they but they definitely shape kind of my view on the world mm -hmm. and the way that I do things in my business as well. Okay. Um, the the biggest one overall in my life was when my dad died because I was I was young. I was 11 when my dad passed away. We were wow. in Kenya, you know, in a different country, um, and and really what that did is I felt very strongly that I had to take care of my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, my dad was not big on money, so there there was not a lot of that. Right. Um, there I do have older siblings, but there's a big age gap between okay. us. Okay. Um, so it, it gave me a very strong sense of responsibility to say, my dad's not here. I've got to be the man, you know, from 11 years old that steps up, protects my mom, cares for my mom. Wow. So from, from a fairly early age, it definitely made me buckle down okay. and and start working. Right. As early as I can remember. My, actually, my wife the other day just asked me um, when my first job was. Hmm. And, and I had to think about it because I was thinking, man, you know, honestly, I've been working ever since I can remember. I, it's really hard for me to pinpoint that first one, but it comes right. back to that of feeling like I had to care for my mom. But it created that work ethic that has carried over you know, into my life. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it served me well playing sports in college, Sure. you know, on to business. Um, the other piece was a, a very hard life lesson, um, that I learned after I was married, as I was, um, maturing as an adult, okay. um, right before my first daughter was born, um, I lost, it was the first time I ever lost a job, got wow. downsized, sure. um, out of a pharmaceutical job. Um, and one, it hit my pride because I'd always been kind of, you know, the guy getting out there and killing it. Right. Um, but beyond that, it took me the better part of nine months to kind of get back on my feet and find something else. Okay. In that process, we almost lost our house. You know, we were wow. in pre-foreclosure, you know, couldn't pay the bills. Um, my first daughter, actually both my daughters, because it kind of bridged them, uh, were both born on Medicaid. Okay. Um, and as a guy that has a lot of pride, sure. You know, I had to really step out of myself and say, you know, I need to swallow my pride and grind back. But what that did is, number one, it, it told me stop being stupid okay. because that's fair. Um, I had an extraordinary amount of debt. Mm -hmm. um, I had no financial literacy whatsoever, so that really kicked me in the butt to okay. say, you know, learn how to manage money. Right. Getting out of debt was a big piece of that because I was so buried in it. That's why we got so far behind so quickly because I had no savings. Sure. You know, we had piles of debt. I mean, in that season of life, whenever we, you know, we'd get a credit card off from the mail, I was like, sweet, free money. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah max that, that thing great. out and, yeah. dig and do the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, honestly, that really laid the foundation for me moving forward into self-employment because I said, you know, as soon as, as soon as I get this sorted out, I'm going to pay off every stitch of debt I got. Right. I'm not going to go back here. So mm -hmm. there's honestly, there's even still you know, a little bit of that fear mm -hmm. in the back of my mind saying, I'm, I'm not going to put my family in that position again. So right. that was a big screw up on my part. At the end, it taught me a lot sure. about growing up. I, I think that you had a lot of key points that hopefully everybody's picking up here. I mean, initially talking about your family and growing up, 
way earlier than most, uh, bringing heavy responsibility on support. Uh, you wouldn't be the man you are today without that. 100%. So I, I think as as horrible of a situation as that is, you've turned that into a positive into your life and representing in your family. Um, as far as death's concerned, uh, that's happened to so many people. Uh, you talk about the downturn, uh, the market crash. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know, to have reflection on to say, I'm never going to go back to this. And I'm supporting my family. And I'm a stronger, smarter, better man for it. That's great. You're not doing the same things over and over and over again and getting back into those holes. So again, no one wishes ill on anybody or if it's health issues or financial issues or anything along those lines, but take the positive from every nature and it's a learning experience. Yep. So that's really uh, awesome share, Aaron. Thanks so much. I mean, that was... I learned very little from my victories, I'll tell you that. Okay. That's a good one. Everybody <laughs> write that one down for sure. Uh, okay, so going into this one on, on a slightly lighter note, okay. you know, so everybody out there, you know, uh, so if we go into we, we just lost twenty people, right? That's now. right. Oh, this is too heavy Man, for us. This is rough. This is, this <laughs> is real. Such a downer. Yeah. <laughs> this is live and real. This is getting to know everybody here. So, um, if you could travel back in time, yep. and give your younger self a piece or two of advice, uh, personally or professionally, what might that look like? Yep. What would you say to yourself? So the, the biggest thing would definitely be self-discipline. Okay. For sure. Um, and if I travel back in time, I tell myself that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Every, wow. Yeah. One day back. Yeah. Right, that's fair. Yeah. But I always have to remind myself of that. Because like I said, I'm always going, going, going. So you know, breaking it down, you know, take it bite-sized pieces. Sure. Um, but the my, my very first business, I mentioned it really briefly, mm-hmm. um, importing jewelry right. uh, from China. Um, was a phenomenal experience. I was 22 when I started that. Um, And it was awesome. It taught me so much. Um, Ultimately, I made zero money at all. (laughs) At all. But But it was was because I was not disciplined. It was, was, you know, I'm self-employed. That means that I can, you know, kick back and play on the internet for seven hours (laughs) or, you know, play my PlayStation or whatever because I'm self-employed. Sure. So it was was a great lesson that way in, in, okay, that didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? It's because I didn't look at the day and say, I need to do all of these things. Right. Um, I just finished a, a great book that I really enjoy by um, Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. Okay. Um, and it really, it talks about that and circling back to the goal setting, um, it, it talks about goal setting and incremental action. It's, <laughs> it's a really basic thing. It's not like it's earth shattering, but it's, sure. it's a good reminder that when you are looking at big goals or things that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm that you start out by saying, you know what, I'm going to do one small thing every day, Love and I'm going to do it consistently, and I'm not going to stop. Wow. So the, the idea is, you know, like right now, um, I'm, I've been training for um, doing obstacle races. Okay. Something, Wonderful. a new thing that I found that's really fun. Very cool. Um, but my tendency, just because the way I'm wired, is to say, you know, if that race is eight miles long, then, you know, day one, I'm going to run seven and a half miles and, <laughs> right. you know, I'm going to work out seven days a week. I'm going to get this thing. And then you flare out and sure. you burn out and it doesn't happen. But if you start out saying, you know what, I'm fat, I'm out of shape, so... <laughs> I'm only gonna, uh, you know, this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk two miles three days a week. Sure. And that's the start. I, by golly, I can stick to that. Right. And then the next week, I can do a little bit more. I can run it. You know, 
but if if that's the whole premise of it is that if you start with attainable things that you do consistently that you don't stop doing over time you will always overtake the people that do things in big chunks and then get distracted and I think you have a lot there's there's so much information in there it's not even funny but when it comes down to that taking in bite-sized chunks you know the thousand mile journey starts with one step yep you know, so you're talking about just taking that one step at a time and going through, being consistent with it. I think that's important. Um, you mentioned a book, mm-hmm. so that's a part of the next question. Okay. Uh, no, 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 which is Sorry, great. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. So, uh, but I mean, what books are you reading? Yeah. What podcasts you listening to, or maybe influencers that you're following on social media that mm-hmm. really get you going? So you sure. mentioned one. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, that book, The Compound Effect, was probably one of my more favorite recent books that I've read. Okay. I actually, after I read it, I went back and read it again. Wow. Um, That's great. But another one of my favorites um, that I'm getting ready to start again. Um, I I read it for the first time last year. I'm planning on basically rereading it every year. I just love it. Great. Um, it's kind of odd, but it's called um, The Business Secrets of the Trappist Monks. Okay. Um, I have not read that. So yeah. That so really a, a good buddy of mine, um, Brian Kenning, told me about it. Okay. Um, and it's it's a business guy who spent quite a bit of time um, in Catholic monasteries. Okay. Basically living with the monks and kind of learning how they do life. Wow. And, and the reason why I love it is because... It's, it's really kind of a philosophy of business book, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's really at the core about caring for people. Okay. Because, uh, like I said at the beginning, that's, that is ultimately my why, right. is caring for people. And, and the basic premise of if you love people, if you look out for what's in their best interest, mm-hmm. no matter what, if you care for them, then your business will grow. And if that is the kind of the platform that you base all of your decisions on, that that doesn't mean that you don't make hard business decisions. Right. You do. Right. But but if it's on that platform of am I caring for them? And if caring for them means they need to find a job somewhere where they can grow better than here, sure. Then that's reality. But it's couched in will that be best for them? So it's again it's it's a book you should look up because I love it's it. The first time I read it, my wife kept looking at me over on the couch because, because I was I was reading and I was just involuntarily like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Just out loud while I'm reading, <laughs> and she looked over. She's like, "What are you reading?" Oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> I just kept saying, you know, nodding my head, yeah. you know, I was reading. So anyway, yeah, that's, no, no, that's so good. an engaging book uh, nonetheless. And yeah. I, I love that you mentioned, um, you know, giving and helping, and then that comes back. That's how I live my life. How I live my business. I know you're the same way. So I think that more people out there can really take bits and pieces about mm-hmm. that. Um, the world will be a much better place, yeah. uh, for sure. So, um, okay, great. And by the way, everybody, we're, I'm definitely going to be putting uh, links in the comments or description below uh, to all the books and or podcasts that um, cool. you know Aaron had mentioned. That way you guys can look it up, um, enjoy that content, that sort of thing uh, as well. So any other thoughts on that before we go to the last one? No, I'm... I know you're a big podcast guy. Sure, I sure. I wish I was that cool. No, no. <laughs> I've never, on. I've never actually listened to a podcast. So maybe <laughs> if I, everybody talks about you know Tim Ferriss and and those guys, I think that'd be cool. I've actually heard Joe Rogan has a pretty cool okay. one. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've not listened to any. No, nah, you're so. good. I, I mean, I love a mix. I mean, I think it's old school meets new school. I, I love the feeling of a physical book and, and folding the pages and highlighting. I think they look cool on a shelf when you're done. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's just getting the information. In. And a lot of the titans that I've been interviewing, it is a mix. It's, hey, if I have time, I'm going <clears> to <throat> physically read that book. But sometimes if it's in the morning during a workout um, or if it's on a commute to from appointment to appointment, hey, as long as you're taking in that information – and learning and growing doesn't matter where you're getting it from. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'm definitely a mix uh, for sure when it comes to that. So, all right, last but not least, Aaron, and then okay. we'll definitely wrap this up uh, for everybody out there. So, uh, what mantra do you live by, or quotes that you live by that really break you down as a yeah. businessman, a person, all the way through? Yeah, you know, I wish I had something really profound to say, but I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is I real, know, everybody. Yeah. Come on, this is real. Yeah, no, I knew you were going to ask me that. And yeah. uh, no, honestly, I don't have any any great mantras or okay. anything, unless it's don't screw up. Sure. I tell myself that don't, all the time. Don't yeah. screw up. There it is. That's going to be in the, in the comments below, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Hashtag don't screw it up. That's yeah. right. Aaron Moore. Uh, no, I think that's great. And ultimately, you're looking at it from the standpoint of a mindset. You've spoken very heavily onto who you are and what your brand is about. So whether you have a mantra or a quote, um, it's just something that some people have them to motivate them and some people don't. So, um, but really cool, man. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks so much uh, yeah, for stopping you. by. You know, it's been awesome. awesome for sure. Uh, so everybody out there, thanks so much for your time and attention. Really appreciate uh, you staying tuned to the show. Uh, we're doing this again every Tuesday and Friday. So next episode is this Friday afternoon. Uh, one of my buddies, Dave, actually made a great suggestion because uh, sometimes we're doing this around you know 3 o'clock, 2.30, or even a little bit later in the afternoon. So if you want to get on live with us right away, just hit that notification button if it's on Facebook or subscribe button if it's on YouTube, and then you'll be notified right when we go live. Um, but otherwise, uh, thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. But uh, I would say, Aaron, you are officially a real estate titan, my, my friend. So, uh, but <laughs> Thank we'll, you. we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.